woke ideology. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. Florida is where woke goes to die. Good afternoon. Austin Peterson here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Austin Peterson Show on the Real Talk Radio Network. Ron DeSantis sailing to a crushing victory for governor of Florida over Charlie Crist. But how did Republicans fare across the rest of the country? Not quite as well as Ron DeSantis. And what does that mean for the future of the Republican Party? Joining me now to discuss is a columnist for Newsmax and townhall.com. It's Kenny Cody joining me on the line right now. Good afternoon, Kenny. Thank you very much for joining me on the program. Hi, Austin. How are you doing, man? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, doing very well, uh, Kenny. So if you wouldn't mind, just kind of give us your thought, um, you know, the overarching big picture of the results that we saw last night. Not quite the red wave that we expected, but, you know, not a red mirage as the left was predicting. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a little bit disappointing, uh, to say the least. I think there's a lot of candidates that I think that did really well, especially in Florida, especially in New York. You know, Lee Zeldin carried a lot of Republicans, especially congressional races, over the uh, threshold that we needed uh, for some solid uh, majority in the GOP House. And hopefully we're going to take the majority in the House, barring some results that are still to be seen. But especially in the Senate, it's very disappointing. Uh, you know, Pennsylvania with Dr. Oz losing to John Fetterman, uh, Herschel Walker, and Raphael Warnock being closer than a lot thought. You know, Don Bolduck getting killed in New Hampshire. I mean, it's pretty disappointing. Um, I think the GOP, and I, I'm writing actually a column this week, hopefully, about this. I think the GOP has a unity problem. I think that with a lot of uh, Trump-endorsed candidates, I think a lot of billionaires and a lot of the donors from, from the establishment of the Republican Party refused to uh, fund those candidates. And I think, unfortunately, I think a lot of the establishment base would rather see Trump candidates lose to Democrats a lot of the time rather than even take back the majority in the Senate because oftentimes it's about power. I think that there was a lot of candidates that both the establishment politicians uh, politicians in the Republican Party and even some of the America First base got behind that were unelectable in a lot of races as well. Um, so it's just a combination of a lot of different problems. I still don't think this, it's over by any means. I don't think it's just a, you know, a detriment. I think you know the House majority is still got to go in our favor. Senate majority could go in our favor, barring Nevada and barring uh, the Georgia runoff in December. But overall, disappointing not. I'm very frustrated with the imbalance uh, between the establishment politics of uh, the established politicians in Washington, D.C. and the Trump base, I think there has to be some sort of unity and some sort of funding that we have to direct our party to. I just don't, don't know what the, what the direction is or the advice I would give right now. It kind of has, has, has left to be seen. Uh, if you're just tuning in to the Austin Peterson show on the Real Talk Radio Network, you are hearing Kenny Cody, columnist for Newsmax and townhall.com. We are dissecting the results of the nation nationwide elections last night. Uh, Kenny, even though it wasn't, it, you know, there's a lot of finger pointing going on right now, but it wasn't like it was a total blowout destruction. The Democrats, you know, picked up some seats. Republicans picked up some seats. You know, divided government is usually best government when it comes to limited government, if that's what you believe in. Um, But most of the finger pointing that I'm seeing right now going on, the blame are a lot of people pointing at Donald Trump and saying, well, if Donald Trump hadn't interfered in the Pennsylvania election, we wouldn't have had such a weak candidate in Oz. And if he hadn't interfered in, in Georgia, 
that we wouldn't have had a candidate like Herschel Walker, for example, you know, and they look at DeSantis's resounding victory and they say, well, that's the future of the Republican Party. You know, DeSantisism and, and Ron DeSantis should be the nominee, perhaps for president in 2024. And they, you know, people are saying that this means that, you know, Donald Trump should sort of fade out and go away. What's your take on that? Do you agree with those analysis or do you think that Donald Trump still has, you know, another term left? I think Trump still has a chance left, and I think ultimately if he wins, regardless of what anybody says, I think if he runs for the presidency, he's going to win in terms of the, at least the GOP primary. So I think the arguments of DeSantis should run against him are, are basic nonsense. I mean, if you look at approval ratings in each state, if you look at his standing within the party, and it doesn't really matter in terms of approval with overall voters, like overall independents or anything. If you look at the GOP approvals in each state, he is over 70 percent, if not 90 percent in each state. So the whole argument that DeSantis should run against Trump in the primary is nonsense because he will not win. So what we have to do at this point is really direct the party in seeing which candidates are electable. I agree Dr. Oswald ended up being a horrible candidate in Pennsylvania, and I think even Trump, with insider information and people who are uh, close to Trump are saying that even he was a critic of Oz of how bad of a candidate he was. I just think that there has to be races where we have to know when to get in, when to interfere, and we have to know when not to. We have to know when primaries should just run their course and see who is the best candidate for that state. You know, I think Dave McCormick was more than likely, even though I probably disagree with McCormick more than I did Oz or Kathy Barnett. He may have been the best candidate to defeat John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Um, you know, Hers- and the thing about Herschel Walker in Georgia, at least in my opinion, is that if Herschel Walker wanted to run, he was going to trounce. It'd be the same thing as Peyton Manning running in the state of Tennessee. Uh, I think Herschel Walker was a great candidate at the time he announced. I, we, we can't really foresee all of the controversies, um, all the scandals that he had in his past and his debate performance and things like that. But Herschel Walker wasn't the problem. I don't, I don't, I don't, even, I don't even, and I don't even know necessarily if Dr. Oz was the problem. You know, young voters came out in droves for the first time in American history. 18 to 30 year olds came out in droves to vote for Democrats because more than likely because of Roe v. Wade and other progressive ideologies. And I think that's more the, the finger pointing where we have to kind of we've made the shifts with Hispanics and even in in states like Nevada, we've made the shifts with Asians. We've made the shifts with minorities, but now we have to concentrate and see what we have to do with 18 to 30 year olds. I mean, I'm a 26 year old Austin and you're not, you're not too much older than I am. We have to concentrate on how to appeal to young voters. Now, if we are making, you know, big positives and big progressives in terms of moving the party in the direction and appealing to minorities, now we have to learn how to get a hold of the youth vote. We have to learn how to adopt to the youth vote. If we can get a hold of Hispanics, if we can get a hold of a lot of different different minority classes, we can definitely appeal to the youth, especially in terms of indoctrination in colleges. And, and we are seeing how college professors, we're seeing how even in CRT and, and things like that in high schools, we are seeing how the left is capitalizing on the youth and the youth base. So now we have to look at if we have made these big jumps and the big leaps with, the, with minorities, we can definitely make the same leaps with the youth voters. And that that is, to me, is the reason why the GOP suffered so many losses last night in that expected areas, because turnout numbers have never been as high for the youth population as they were last night. So now, I think to me, the question is it between Trump or DeSantis? It's how the Republican Party can make the same appeal in Florida.
voted to the only reason we have to make that same appeal to youth voters. If you're just tuning in to the Real Talk Radio Network, this is the Austin Peterson Show, our second day, the day after Election Day. I'm speaking to Kenny Cody, a columnist for Newsmax and townhall.com. Um, another thing that I'm seeing this morning is that with these results that Joe Biden feels emboldened uh, to run again. The belief was that if the red wave actually happened last night, if the Republicans had a strong showing, then it meant that Joe Biden might decide to step down and to go away. He was notoriously very quiet last night on election night uh, as he watched the results come in. Do you think this means Joe Biden runs again? And if he does, do you think that he wins? Um, I think if he does, he loses. If it, that's just my personal opinion. Um, I think that Biden is just so distraught. I think he is very uh, unconvincing when it comes to debate performances at the side of a lot of these presidential elections when it's close. Um, I think it depends on who the GOP runs. Uh, ultimately, <laughs> if, if the elections, I mean, of course, you're going to look at the nominees of each party. Um, but I hope he does run again. I mean, if, if there's any positive that came out of last night at all, I hope those midterms encouraged him to run because I think he is among the weakest incumbents ever to run for political office if he opts to run again. Um, he is Jimmy Carter-esque in terms of that, so I really do hope he runs again if there's any positive. Um, I think Trump beats him. I think DeSantis beats him. I think it just really depends on the effects of the party on the Senate, the effects of the party on the House. You know, Ultimately, like you said, Austin, it really determines on mixed governorship in terms of um, in terms of governance. I mean, if it's a split government, if it's you know the House is controlled by Republicans and the and the Senate is controlled by Republicans and the Democrats control the presidency. It's ultimately a better governorship rather than Democrats controlling all three chambers, right? Controlling both chambers of Congress and then controlling the presidency. So it's 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 really about what the effect of these midterms are going to be in terms of the direction of the party. Are we going to go towards more moderate electable candidates? Are we going to go towards more America First candidates, or or are we going to find a try to find a middle, knowing where to run moderates and knowing where to run electable candidates and then knowing where we can afford to have those America first libertarian candidates where we need to have them. Mm. And I think that's the real conversation is knowing when to run those candidates and where to run those candidates. We, we might need moderates in some states, but even in like states like Colorado, when we did run a moderate, we still got beat by 16 points or more, mm. or, or maybe a little bit less than that in Joe O'Day. So knowing where to run those candidates, knowing how to run those candidates and how to make them appeal was the real question, not necessarily uh, who, what the direction of the party, if it's DeSantis or Trump. I think that's an overrated argument. I think that's the classic argument is to go with the next star. Mm-hmm. But we really have to look at how we can, how strategically we apply some of, some of these criticisms. And I think we, we can do that if we analyze correctly. Mm-hmm. That's some pretty good insight there from Kenny Cody, columnist for Newsmax and townhall.com. Kenny, thank you very much for coming on the show. Awesome. Thank you so much, brother. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. Coming up next on the Austin Peterson Show on the Real Talk Radio Network, let's get into this DeSantis victory last night. I've got a column from the New York Post that I want to share that says that he is the future. We'll talk about that and more when we get back. <laughs> 